January 15, New York City, Andrei Bogoslavsky after midnight, so it's officially Saturday. This episode I am recording in my bedroom because Buddha is not really interested in hearing about business, self-promotion, and uh, everyday struggles artists have to deal with in the United States, in New York. New York is a capital of culture in the past 50 years, maybe even 70 years, after the Second World War. Before then, it was pretty much Europe, Western Europe. After the First World War, there was a new direction in in visual arts in Germany called Dada. And out of this Dadaist, there were crazy people who came back from First World War. They were gassed and their brains didn't function very well. And they, they were creative and they were doing crazy things like one of the things they did, they set up a, a uh, aquarium with dirty water in the back of a beer bar and they let the shoe float in the aquarium to hang a hammer and a sign you can break the the glass the aquarium if you want to and somebody did break it and out of this dada movement this absolutely insane not even the installations but attitude in life that we have surrealism and out of this dada being crazy mixture with cubism and minimalism we have Bauhaus School of Design with intellectuals such as Kandinsky, Malevich, uh, and and um, Klee, Paul Klee. They are theoretical artists who wrote a lot about art, besides being very conceptual. Conceptual. So the conceptual art begins with Dada, Surrealism, Bauhaus, the School of Minimalism in design and even in thinking. Uh, in your immediate environment as a being utilitarian. So how to make a knife or a teapot that it has only attachments usable for a purpose. So the handle is designed in such a way so it doesn't, uh, the teapot doesn't burn your hand and the, the, the rest of a teapot is just plain, but the beauty of the material was brought up. So we have Swedish design in 1950s, 1960s. We have uh, German minimalism. The school of Bauhaus was um, shut down by Nazi, by Adolf Hitler, <coughs> because Nazi propaganda was preferring very realistic, very, very propaganda art, just like in Soviet Union at the same time. So the artists ran away from Soviet Union and from Germany to Paris, and they created this very vivid artistic environment in 1930s in Paris. All the, all the, you know, genius artists at the time in 1930s were in Paris, basically. Well, I, I, I don't want to put down any Americans, but we didn't have much going on because in the United States it was a severe depression. And, it, well, it was depression all over the world. Crazy things were happening. So <coughs> this is a bit of history because I encourage you to learn about art history and understand there were never easy times to be an artist. In fact, today, January. 15, 2022, is the easiest time to be an artist. Rembrandt didn't have internet. 
Leonardo da Vinci didn't have internet. Leonardo da Vinci, the best he could do is to write a letter to a king of France or to Duke of Milan saying, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> saying, I'm great engineer. I can build fortresses. I can build canals. I can supervise br building of bridges. And I can also build machines, war machines. And Duke of Milan at the time was not the inherited Duke of Milan, but he was an adult uncle of the Duke who was 12 years old, who was not running the show yet. So he hired Leonardo da Vinci. And at the end of his letter, he said, and I also paint. <laughs> so we know him today as a painter, as an artist rather than sciences, than an engineer. But his income came for 15 years from being an engineer, military engineer, <laughs> like building tanks and, well, designing, not building. So today is the easiest environment to be an artist. I, if, you, if I told you what I had to do in 1988, I came to New York City, not a word in English. Oh, my God. I literally had to fight with my feasts, basically. When you paint a painting, how do you show this painting or series of paintings? One painting doesn't get you places. You need to paint 20 paintings, okay? <clears throat> on a specific subject, if it's not the subject you're, you, you should be focusing on, it has to be the style or at least a color palette. Let's say you will be using a lot of bright yellow and a lot of blue in this series because you're inspired, because it's winter. I, I don't know. So it has to be a serious either subject matter, either style you're painting now, you're inspired by this abstract, cosmology, stars, galaxies, you know, or, or it has to be, you understand? Sizes has to be diversified. They have to be the smallest canvas, I would imagine, you know, 20 by 16. Don't paint anything smaller. It's, then it becomes a miniature. There is, the market for miniature is very limited. Yes, people do buy size of pack of cigarettes paintings. Yes, yes, I keep seeing it. But this is this is this is chachka. This is souvenir. It's not real art. You 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 need to you need to express yourself and as big size as possible. Well, let's say you don't have money. Let's say your bu budget is limited. Well, you 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 can always afford um unstretched canvas. The the cheapest canvas I would imagine in your environment would be a, a cloth for painters. There is this cloth made out of heavy cotton mixed with some polyester and it's pretty heavy and pretty durable. And they use it to put on the floor when they, they, they cloth, not plastic, when they paint the room, walls, you know. And Jackson Pollock painted on this, and it survived pretty good. I've, I mean, I mean they, they had to mount it on a linen, after all, because linen is really durable to paint on. Linen is the, the Egyptian mummies are wrapped in linen. So this is the technology. You need to make people believe you are here for the long run. You are not here just to try to be an artist. Everybody you talk to, you go out, you go to school, in your class, in your school, everybody needs to know you're an artist, period. You understand? You made up your mind, period. I understand. You might change your mind when you're 18. You understand? You might be bigger in sports and your college will accept you because of your sport achievements. But today, right now, 
classify yourself, mark yourself as an artist. Would it be poet, musician, artist, creative person, period. And from now on, every day, you need to tell every stranger you talk to in a daytime, you are an artist. Somebody will ask you, you know, which school you go to? Well, I go to that school, but I'm an artist. In I trust my words. People will respect you more. They will look at you as a special person. Where I come from, in Poland, I became an artist in my teens, when I went to high school, I started going to, you know, professional art studio and receiving directions from professional artists. In Poland, in a very Catholic country, it was this attitude that artist is chosen by God. It's a gift from God, but at the same time, it's an obligation. You have this gift, but if you ignore this gift of God, God might get pissed and punish you. So in, in, in a short, you know, in few words in plain English. So I took it seriously. I always believed in God. You know, I saw my grandfather praying before every meal, starting age six, since I remember my life. I was spending summers with my grandparents. So so my Russian families, Russian Orthodox, the old believers, 1,000-year-old, you know, tradition of the church, they got it from Constantinople, you know, in the ninth century. So so I always believed in God, but I didn't have religious education. Well, we went to school in, in Poland to these Catholic classes with the nuns. They were very sweet. You, as an artist, need to believe you have a gift that other people don't, okay? Right now, you just come to realize it. You have something your sister, your twin brother doesn't have. You got it, they don't have it. And they will be jealous. They will be envious. English word is envious, actually, not jealous. Envious that you got something that will keep you busy for the rest of your life, doing something positive, constructive. You, you, you're going to be using your time uh, properly. Although the results might be crazy shit, you understand? You, you will tell your uncle about this new painting you painted, and he, he, he might look at it, and he's not going to tell you you're crazy, but he might think, you know, that you're well outspoken about your painting, but it looks weird, <laughs> he might think to himself, okay? But he's not going to tell you, okay? In America, people are nice. They, you, your friends at school might think you're crazy because you painted cat with a with a brick on his head or something. <coughs> so people will sometimes tell you very critical, put-down shit, but they usually say it because they don't feel good, because they had a bad day, because they don't know what to say. I mean, the best-case scenario, your are teacher or the principal of your school will say, or your gym teacher, oh, it reminds me of Van Gogh, because they don't know any other artist, okay? <laughs> and you might say, oh, I was hoping to remind, to, to, to remind of Claude Monet, and the guy will scratch his head, and, because he doesn't know who's Claude Monet, okay? So, this is whole funny shit, you know? So, so you need to be confident uh, so because you have God behind you. There is this higher force. Regardless, even if you don't believe in God, you don't go to church, your family is not religious, you have something the universe gave you. This is a special condition. It's hard to explain why you have it. Well, you got it. You're listening to this podcast because you're curious. Because you're curious, you want to take tips from an older artist how to to be an artist in, in 2022 in the United States, right? 
I don't know if it applies to the rest of the world. Democracy is very diversified in countries. In China, they treat people like shit. In Russia, there is mafia government. So <clears throat> it's not easy, okay? We got it easy in the United States. All the shit is going on in D.C. in politics, all the corruption and filth. But it's still the best country in the world by comparison, okay? Other countries are not handling their situation very well. <laughs> not even going to mention, you know, Africa. They're killing each other. So... Um, in today's world, is much easier to be an artist than 50 years ago, than 30 years ago when I came to New York City. I had to take photographs and slides of my paintings. That's a huge investment, huge investment. And then you have to mail those slides in the envelope to the gallery with self-addressed envelope with your address, so they mail you back. And usually they don't even look at your slides because I was sitting many galleries. I was in my life. I was on a board of directors of many galleries in New York City non-profit organizations, and we don't look at anybody's slides. We just mail them right back. Because this is not how galleries are shopping for new talents. I'll explain later how they shop. They shop on art fairs, like Miami Basil. The, 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 the gallery owner or art director or actual buyer, a person who is choosing new talents, will come to Miami for five days, and she will walk the show eight hours from the opening till the closing, looking for new talents. She's writing down names, taking photographs. <coughs> she, her job is to find new talents, you understand? But to get to exhibit in the Miami Basel, it's a huge move. You, you, you really need to break the walls and get your foot in. You really have to be on your 300th painting. Well, you need, you need experience. Your, your art needs to carry the message, very deep message from your inner core, and you you need to express it very boldly because this is what it's all about. So let's say in today's world, you have unlimited, oh my God, you can have your own gallery, your own portfolio on Instagram, free, more or less. Well, there will be advertising, you know, making you a victim of advertisement, but still, you can have 3,000 images. On my old account, the 10-year-old account I don't have access to, there are like 2,000 images, there are oldest paintings there that are sold, is not available anymore, and, and I have 1,500 followers I generated in 10 years without any hard Hashtags. I just was posting paintings without any descriptions. You can do the same. I'm not saying you're going to sell on Instagram. No, no. That's a tough one. Because social media is not... A, I sold. I sold through, through Facebook and through Instagram. I closed some deals. But it takes a little more hustle. But you can create very presentable portfolio on Instagram, for instance, it's an established network and people can find you more than that. You can find people you want to show your art to. So you don't have to fly to London. You don't have to fly to Paris. You can see this gallery that is in Paris and they show something similar to yours. And you read what they say at the bottom. There is a hit translate button from French to English. And it says that the director of the gallery, her name is... 
Marie Mathieu, for instance. <laughs> Polyester era singer. Uh, I had a vinyl when in the 70s in Russia. Marie Mathieu, okay? She, she's a director of this gallery. Here we go. So you, you look for her on Instagram. You find her personal page. And the next painting you post that you think would qualify for their gallery, or at least for her to look at, you tag her. You understand? You tag her. And she will respond or she won't respond. You understand? If she doesn't respond, it means she looked and she doesn't want to waste time to respond to you. But you you better go to Google and translate a message from English to, to French saying... I am very enlightened by your gallery. I think your gallery is one of the best galleries in Paris. Bullshit. Doesn't matter. But when she hears it, when she sees it in French language, because you translate it and Google translate from English to French, and then her name at the bottom, the tag, she will say, who is this guy? And she looks at your painting and she thinks, huh, that's interesting. She'll go to your page and she will see that you're... 16 or 17 year old painting in this particular style and you're stumbling and you're just a beginner but you are going in a direction her gallery is really interested because they have the market they have the customers who sell these kind of paintings and if she's interested she will be interested she will send you message if either dm either she will write on your page and respond to your to your inquiry to your tag she will say very interesting something in French and you will have to translate it through Google Translate. This is how I handle my business. Yes! This is so simple. Oh my God! (laughs) You can come across amazing galleries some of the most prestigious galleries who are talking, you, you have to read what it says at the bottom, and they, they, they have a presentation and they have a meeting with some art curator from the museum. Bang! You got a name of this art curator from Modern Art Museum. Her name is Eileen Brown, okay? So you look for Eileen Brown, and there she is, her personal page. You have a direct mailing address for an art curator of contemporary art in a modern Modern Art Museum in New York. All you have to do is to tag her. Tag of your artwork. That's all you have to do. And the worst that can happen, you're not going to hear anything from her because she gets tagged 100 times a day. (laughs) But the more spaghetti you throw on the wall, the more is going to stick in marketing. There is this expression, okay? You also need to print a little business card saying, oh, guy, I had the craziest business card with this design. The world is in my mind. You know what it said? Andrew Bogoslav Artist-philosopher. <laughs> I can't believe this shit. Oh, I was 23 years old, you know. And then I wrote uh, the name of my organization I made up. Society for Human Development. What a bullshit. Oh, my God. My company name was my name. Because you need to register a company in New York City to to be allowed to collect sell stocks. Because I was selling on the street and my peddlers were selling on the street. So <laughs> But that's what it said. And once I'm going to this restaurant in Soho, I was in Soho most of the time because I had six locations. And the waiter says, excuse me, are you the artist philosopher? I look at this guy and I say, who are you? (laughs) He he took my business card from one of my salesmen. (laughs) I can't believe this shit. So what I'm trying to tell you, (laughs) these days on your business card, on the back of your business card, you can 
actually order with color images of your artwork. And for any holidays, by the way, any holidays that are coming up, you can make handmade postcards. This is the best marketing because people, your dentist, your 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 school teachers, oh, I don't know, people who you meet every day, you have their addresses, email addresses, mailing addresses. You mail them a hand-painted postcard. You're going to make 50 of them, 100 of them. Yes, it's a project. Yes, it takes work. People frame them forever they get, they hang on their walls i still have a postcard from 20 years ago this clark uh, now he's very famous but at the time he wasn't so famous he paints uh, peanut peanut man <laughs> for the past 40 years <laughs> He's a funny guy. He had a little space nonprofit organization in D.C. in Georgetown. And that's how we met. Now he moved to Delaware, I think, somewhere. doesn't matter. The point I'm trying to make, this is a very powerful tool. Handmade postcards to everyone you know for holidays. Christmas, Easter, any holidays. Even stupidest holiday, what it, what's coming up? St. Patrick's Day or the, what is it called? The kissing thing. Um, Valentine's day yes yes just mail the damn postcards people are gonna love it any place you go they need to know you're an artist even the cashier at the supermarket even the the, the gas station guy you're buying whatever soda and, and candy you you tell the guy i am an artist and the guy will say are you the stupid guy who painted graffiti on the wall last week? You say, no, 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 no. I paint paintings. Very exclusive, exquisite artwork in gold frame. I don't do bad things. Oh, you better don't do bad things. So you understand? So, <laughs> so you need to have this approach that of self-promotion. Everybody needs to know why you look so weird <laughs> or why you behave so weird. Because you're an artist. That's your excuse, you know. My mother always was like this. She always tells me, well, you got divorced because you're an artist. Well, you ran away to America because you're an artist. <laughs> you know, things like that. So she always justified me, my existence, because I'm a freak artist, okay? <laughs> well, she's a freak herself. Doesn't matter. The point I'm trying to make, your self-promotion attitude needs to be so much of self-confidence that there is no limits. No limits. Anybody you go and talk to, they need to know you're an artist. The tools of of presenting your artwork, I will be teaching you how to photograph your paintings. It's it's not that difficult. With today's this cell phone cameras, they're amazing resolution. They take, you know, three megabyte photographs. It's that's a commercial photograph. That's enough resolution to post in a commercial gallery on the internet. The best, the only one gallery that actually makes money for artists is called SacheArt.com. If you are ready, if you got a body of work. 20 paintings or even drawings and you think they they got something in it commercially even if you don't think they are commercially valuable open an account at sacheart.com s-a-a-c-h-i art a-r-t dot com so this gallery takes 35 percent 
after the sale of the painting. They don't charge you any any money for space, for cyberspace. So you can post 600 paintings. Once upon a time, I had 600 paintings there. Now I cut it down to 300. I haven't refreshed my portfolio. They keep sending me emails. People are buying my paintings, giving them money. And it's very easy to sell via SachaArt.com. They sell 100 paintings a day worldwide worldwide you get an email saying congratulations your painting got sold you priced a thousand dollars so you're gonna get 650 in a couple of weeks all you have to do put it in a box they 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 and schedule a ups pickup by email saying uh, yeah next friday will be good or next saturday will be good and ups comes picks up your box and they they send you an email with address of a collector you print it out you label it on a box on two sides. You wrap up your painting in a bubble wrap, of course. You need to learn. They have instruction videos teaching artists how to wrap your paintings, of course. If it's very big painting, more than uh, bigger than 30 by 40, you need to build a plywood case. So you need to be considerate of the price and include it in the price. If it's a big painting, you, you, you have it priced more expensively. It has to include the price so i recommend such art.com i have portfolio there and uh, i am ignorant of that portfolio because i'm not aggressive about making money in general i'm just happy to to improve my paintings every day but you as a beginner you as never had any shows that's okay you actually should be very strategic and when you go and meet people, strangers here and there, you you tell them you will have a show in 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 October, okay? So people are so excited. Oh my God! They never saw your paintings. They just met you. You said you're an artist. You paint paintings. What do you paint? Oh, what kind of artist are you? Oh, I paint. What do you What do you paint? Oh, I paint birds, horses, pigs, and my girlfriend and myself and all kinds of shit. No, well, don't say that. But the, oh, how interesting! And I'm gonna have a show in October. I can put you on a mailing list. It's very limited, very exclusive. Oh yes, of course. Here's my email. Bang! You got a new customer. It's not just she's gonna buy your painting, but she's gonna come to your show if you have a show. But then you will have a reason to have a show. So after you collected 200 addresses and connected to those people via Instagram or something, social media, the people you met yesterday, last week, you know, you just briefly met them. Uh, 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 you think to yourself, oh, my God, I told 100 people I'm going to have a show in October. What should I do? Well, guess what are you going to do? You're going to figure out how to hang your paintings on your front lawn. Or in your backyard. And you're going to invite those people and tell your mom, Mom, we need to buy some soda and some <coughs> refreshments because people will be coming. I'm going to have a one-night, one-day show on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Like people have garage sales. So you're going to have a show on your front yard or in your backyard. Or if you know... <coughs> Somebody with a, a real estate on a street level, on a, like a storefront, if you don't, maybe ask adults you know. You know, I'm an artist and I have already 20 paintings. Here they are hanging on my hallway in your room. You need to hang your painting even before it's finished. Why? You need to get used to it hanging on a wall. Not leaning against the wall, not sitting on the easels, but hanging on a wall. And even you thought you finished it last week. After it's hanging on a wall in a hallway, you're passing it 
three times, ten times a day, you start thinking, wait a minute, that, that red tablecloth I painted doesn't look good. So you take it back to the studio and you make improvements, okay? Never settle down with something that you are uncomfortable in your artwork. So you thought it was finished and you signed it. And don't be stubborn about it. Be comfortable. Because I'm telling you right now, some paintings might take years. Because you develop, you grow. Your style develops. Your mastership develops over the years. You improve your skills. And you go back to the paintings you, you thought were finished last year. And you add or you change. You change a lot or you change just a little. And I, I had galleries constantly telling me that this painting is, why is it better? And I, and I say, well, I actually made some improvements. It was at the solo show two years ago and I changed this and this. Aha. Uh -huh. So after the second time you finish the second time, your painting is better. I had a gallery, very good gallery in the Hampton, Southampton, very, very prestigious, Chrysalis, and she was in business for 30 years. She sold my paintings very expensively to very, very prestigious collections. She told me about the mutual friend of ours, artist from Palm Beach, Clemente, Anytime he takes back his paintings and brings them back a year later with little improvements, they sell right away. So she says, obviously, he is, when you, when you have this flexible set of mind that <coughs> not being stubborn, not, not saying I finished it and that's it and I know what is good, no. Don't be, I know what it's good. Challenge your own standards of what accepting what art is. Even you had a solo show. Even everybody loved your show and they didn't buy it. Thank God. Came back to your studio. Make improvements if you feel like it. Okay? But about marketing and self-promotion, it needs to come from your profound belief that you have that something very special. When you believe that, nobody's opinions will really matter. And you will be looking at people who are saying something negative or something destructive to your to your attitude, something crosstalk, like saying, I don't know about you painting. Kakapoo. The guy knows nothing about painting, okay? The guy <clears throat> never seen, <laughs> never been to a museum. <laughs> what he can tell, what can he tell you? Nothing. His opinion is actually irrelevant. But because he happened to see your painting, a lot of people feel confident to share their opinion for some strange reason. I don't know, all over the world. They open their mouth and just the, the diarrhea comes out, all kinds of shit. They have no clue what they're talking about, but they will tell you it looks like Van Gogh because this is the only name they know, okay? You need to be confident deeply in your heart. This is a gift from God. This is divine power. And knowing that, you will be aggressive, aggressive in promoting and self-confident promoting what you did. Perhaps your latest works is not your best works. So I encourage you to be very, very judgmental, but not a put down, not sadistically judgmental about your own creativity. Oh my God, it's over 30 minutes. So we'll continue this some other time.